0: So on the 30th of June the city of Leicester was put back into lockdown following a spike in COVID-19 cases and it's been suggested that the spike may be associated with the garment sector where some poorly paid workers continued to work through the nationwide lockdown and indeed there are reports that some are also working through the current uh, Leicester specific lockdown. What do we know about the size of the industry in, in Leicester and across the UK more broadly? Because I suspect some people, when hearing the news, may even have been surprised to know there was all that much clothing production uh, going on in Britain, since generally it's it's poor working conditions in, in sweatshops in the south that we tend to hear about rather than in the north.
1: Well, what we know about Leicester's garment district is that there's over a thousand small suppliers. and. It's hard to say how many people actually work in these, in this sector. I was talking to some, uh, critical sort of academics earlier in the week from Leicester at the university of Leicester. And they were saying how they, you know, they write about work and they were saying how they, that they were caught off guard from this. And it's existed in one way or another for a, a half a century, but it's resurgence has really happened in the last, um, in the last decade, uh, and it's tied largely to online clothing producers. And um, we often thought, and, you know, lots of people who study the sector, the garment sector, our ideas about, about how the sector works is that about a hundred years ago, you had a robust uh, garment sector in the, in, in, in London and in New York, and then because the, the vertical disintegration You know, you go into a a Nike town or you go into a a shop to buy any shirt at H&M or whatever, none of the production process generally will be owned by the retailer or the brand other than, for example, the retailer will own the retail shop other than the actual brand itself. And that's the value. That's that's the kind of added value in the sector. So what it relied on was a kind of spatial fix to to borrow from Harvey rather than a technological fix to borrow from Harvey and silver. The way that it would extract profits is by uh, moving its production around, pitting suppliers against each other. And so what that meant was that as countries become more developed, as you get a greater social wage in the form of a welfare state, as you get more regulation, it becomes impossible to sustain a garment sector, and that's the kind of more orthodox view of it. And so that's why I think a lot of people, including myself, were caught a little bit off guard from the contracting from um, from these these small suppliers in Leicester. But to be to be fair, their their rise, a lot of it coincides really with with COVID as well. And there's there's a particular set of reasons for that. I would say.
0: If you'd like to hear the rest of this episode of PTO Extra. Please consider becoming a $5 supporter on Patreon, as well as getting access to extended versions of regular PTO shows. You'll also get access to all future episodes of PTO Extra. Thanks for listening.